Now let us hear God's word as it comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew. Beginning at verse 12 of chapter 4. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region in shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In one of her best-selling books, Kathleen Norris describes the tiny Presbyterian church she joined in Lemon, South Dakota. It's a motley crew, she writes, Widows, marrieds, a sprinkling of children and youth, the town banker, wheat farmers, government employees, and mechanics. Well, we too are a motley crew, aren't we? Single and married, employed and retired, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, libertarians, college graduates, and graduates of the School of Hard Knocks. And when it comes to our faith, we are beginners, strugglers, doubters, skeptics, and 100% sinners in need of forgiveness. We are a motley crew, which makes us a carbon copy of the crew Jesus recruited back there in Palestine. He chose people whose resumes would not make it past the first cut in your search for a new associate pastor to take James Beard's place. Peter was a braggart, James and John were power-hungry. And while they aren't listed here, the others he, cho he chose weren't any more promising. Nathaniel was a skeptic. 
Thomas, a doubter. Matthew was a Roman employee. Simon the Zealot hated the Romans, and yet Jesus called them both. Matthew the collaborator, Simon the agitator. It was a motley crew. It occurs to me that Jesus chose these twelve not because of who they were, but in spite of who they were. It's almost as if he called them and chose them because they were flawed. They were diamonds in the rough whom he could facet and polish until they would begin to reflect and refract the light of God in a darkened world. And he chose them and he chooses us out of sheer grace. Oh, we would like to think that we're the kind of people that God cannot do without. But in the night hours, when our conscience is wide awake, we have to admit that we are proud and selfish, that we harbor prejudice, and we nurse our grudges. In a word, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So I'm amazed that I, of all people, should be standing in this pulpit this morning preaching the Word of God. I have never won a bronze, let alone a gold, in the morality Olympics. I stand here solely by God's grace. And if God has been so gracious to me, then I want to be gracious to every person I meet. I will not pin a label on them. I will not question their sincerity. I will not build a wall between us. On the contrary, I will try to listen without interrupting, disagree without casting blame, work at their side without impugning their motives. In short, I will treat them, everyone, for who they are. They are beloved children of God. And I will treat them that way in the hope that they will come to believe it themselves. And that, I believe, is how you and I can respond to Jesus when he says, I will make you fish for people. Our bait will be our behavior, modest, caring, welcoming, hospitable behavior. And then whenever it's appropriate, we will add a word of witness, inviting others to join us in our walk with Jesus Christ. Three weeks ago, Carol and I attended the annual healing service at All Saints Church in Pasadena. We try to go on the first Sunday of every year. It is a powerful moment to kneel and to be prayed for by one of their rectors, prayer for healing and for wholeness. And then after the service, we approached the rector, the female rector, not, not rector, but the female priest, who had laid her hands on our heads at the altar and had prayed for us. We had to wait 
because there were two others who were standing, one on each side of her, having their picture taken. They were from Indianapolis. They were just visitors in the city, came for the Rose Parade. A woman standing next to us said, you know what? She said, I met those two at Kmart yesterday. <laughs> we got to talking, and I invited them to worship with me today. How simple. A word of invitation led those two women to hear the word of God in a church they'd never heard of or seen before. Now here are my fishing tips for you today. I want you to think of three unchurched friends, colleagues, neighbors, and I want you to begin praying for those three every single day. Then invite them to a barbecue in your backyard after the rain is over. <laughs> invite them to play golf or tennis with you. Meet for brunch at a downtown restaurant. And then when the opportunity presents itself, invite them to a choral concert or to an outing sponsored by San Marino Church. Or, as our unknown friend said three weeks ago, invite them to church. And if it doesn't happen right away, don't worry about it. Good anglers know that the fish don't bite every day. Keep praying. Keep alert. Keep ready. Keep fishing. And attend the Bridges series, which begins at this church, Next month in February, read about it in your bulletin today. You heard Marilyn Manny speak about it in her announcements this morning. Because that series, the Bridges series, will teach you how to use non-confronting, ordinary, sidewalk language to share your faith with others. Oh, you say, I'm not a theologian? It doesn't matter. You say, I don't know the Bible very well? It doesn't matter. Bridges... Jim Miley and Bridges will teach you how to be real and honest and open and find your language as bait to fish for people. Now, when Mark writes about the gathering of the first disciples in his gospel, he ends his text by saying, then he went home. I love that. Jesus, after choosing his disciples, went home. And he went home that night because now he had associates to share his workload. Oh yes, they were novices, untested and untried, but he will see to that. Tomorrow he will start on their training, but tonight he will go home, eat supper, have a good night's sleep. Jesus has long since gone home to his heavenly Father because he now has millions of people around the world, including you and me, as his associates. 
Oh, we may be a motley crew, but there is no one in this room this morning so ordinary, so ignorant, even so flawed, that Jesus cannot use you. He chose you because he believes in you. Give him a chance to prove that he chose well.